0: everybody, let's get our Bibles out and um, we're going to go to uh, Matthew chapter 15 Matthew chapter 15 Jesus is talking to the Pharisees as as he did from time to time verse 1, Matthew 15 Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees Which were of Jerusalem saying why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders for they wash not their hands when they eat bread but he answered and said unto them why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition he was very good at sort of twisting their words around on onto them wasn't he Uh, for God commanded saying honor thy father and mother and he that curses father or mother let him die the death but you say whoever uh, whosoever shall say to his father or his mother it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me and honor not his father or his mother he shall be free thus have you made the commandment of god of none effect uh, uh, by your tradition you hypocrites well did isaiah prophesy of you saying this people draws nigh unto me with their mouth and honors me with their lips but their heart is far from me but in vain they do worship me teaching for uh, uh doctrines the commandments of men and He called the multitude and said to them hear and understand not that which goes into the mouth defiles a man but that which comes out of the mouth uh, this defiles a man then came his disciples and said unto him uh, knowest that the pharisees were offended after they heard this saying he answered and said every plant which my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted up let them alone they be blind leaders of the blind and if the blind lead the blind both shall fall into the ditch Um, the title for want of a title uh, is know where you're headed know where know where you're going and um we all started out this morning in different places didn't we different homes and different areas of the city and what have you um but we all came to the one place where the lord has called us to and i'm sure we knew exactly how we were going to get here what road you were going to take and um, you know all of those things we had a very clear idea you didn't get in your car this morning and think oh wonder where i'll drive to this morning No, we had a clear idea in our mind where we wanted um to go and so he's talking to them about you're doing all of these things and it's all in your own strength um, and you're making up things and you're twisting the word of god and all of that sort of thing um, verse five is interesting when he says but you say and how true that is of the world but you say this is what you think this is what the conclusion that um that that you've uh, that you've come to and pretty much 100% of the time um following man's tradition will put you at odds with following god's word and following his uh, his principles the traditions of the world and the things that the Lord wants us to be involved in and, and and doing um pretty much every time you'll find they're at cross purposes um to each other, and so you know with the pharisees the the outward show was very important to them, the Lord talked about them wanting the uppermost seats in the synagogues and this sort of thing they they the the outward appearance was very important um to them but certainly no less important to people today the the outward show the demonstration of wealth and power and all of these uh, all of these sorts of things you know he in verse 80 says the people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me it's all just vanity of vanities as solomon sort of said there no clear direction at all um, to the things of God, to the things that he might want. And he says, in vain they do worship me, because they're, they're not teaching the truth. And we know that the teaching of the truth is, is paramount, isn't it? We, we read out of the Bible, we read out of the Word of God, we, uh, we encourage people to have their own Bibles on their laps and read along with us, because um, it's got to be that the Lord's words are paramount um if we're going to know where to go we better find out and uh, we're not going to find out by just reading some you know book at barnes and noble or something in joel chapter 2 it says therefore also now says the lord turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning and rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the lord your god for he is gracious." And merciful slow to anger of great kindness and repenteth him of the evil turn to me and uh and do it with all you have give it give it everything give it a hundred give it a hundred percent rend your hearts and not your garments i don't care about your stuff i care about uh, i care about you and uh in this uh passage that we read uh and in in many others really you know, Jesus calls them uh, hypocrites, and uh, they were offended by this and a lot of other things that he that, that he said. You 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 play actors. You you you're just doing something to pretend. What I can see straight through. The people might not. They might think, Wow, look at Bill over there. Look at wow, look how good he looks. Look look at his purple robes or something. that they, they might have thought, Wow, look at him. But the Lord just saw straight through them, and they hadn't really they hadn't really um, encountered that before somebody that just picked them for who they are um and 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 called them out on it um and it offended them uh, to the point where they uh they wanted him uh, they wanted him killed of course talked about the blind leading the blind there well when the blind lead the blind uh no one knows where they're headed the leader or the people have no idea where they're going the lord knows where they're going of course they're going into the ditch that's <laughs> where they're headed for, and they might not even uh, might not even know it themselves. now, I had a little story, uh, and I was reminded of it when uh, Pastor Darrell was here. I've told you the story before, I'm sure, uh but it kind of fits in with what I'm talking about, so I thought i'd I'd read it again. Haven't done it for a while. Um, he has a daughter called Lara um, who um I think she was four. She was four when we came to the Lord. Um, So she's 44 now. And uh, um, she worked for uh, Deakin University in Melbourne. And her boss was over here doing a work fair at a university uh, in America somewhere. I don't really know where. could have been up north somewhere. I'm not sure now. Um, And uh, uh, the idea is that they try and get students from the US to go to Deakin and Deakin a bit of a transfer, you know, sort of thing of a um, cross-student thing and uh, 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 one of the faculty members from the US was talking to her about uh, uh, the next uh, fair there was an upcoming fair in Melbourne and and uh, they sort of got talking about it and um, this person emailed her boss to say I'm coming and I'm all excited about the prospect of of getting to this fair and it's you know it's going to be great isn't it and and what have you and uh, the day of the fair arrives and he can't find where to go so he calls up Lara's boss uh, to sort of to get directions and to find out where to go and um anyway she asks him where are you and he uh, he said melbourne and she said where in melbourne hoping to get some idea you know we're, i'm in uh, st kilda or somewhere uh where where are you in in melbourne and his answer was melbourne florida and he thought he knew where he was going, like so many, but what the reality was that he was hopelessly lost. He wasn't even in the right hemisphere, let alone let alone the right city. so this guy's in Melbourne, Florida, looking for a job fair um that was ten thousand miles from where he from where he was, and so many people are like that; they blindly get an idea in their head. And go along with whatever they think they've been told, but don't don't check it out enough. Yeah. A couple of questions from that guy uh, would have made it. Uh, oh, okay, that's where I've got to go. Um, maybe as I did, I thought I, I thought to myself, well, it must have been pretty obvious because this boss was Australian with an Australian accent. Why wouldn't he have thought instantly Melbourne, Victoria? rather than Melbourne, Florida. It seems obvious. The Lord makes things obvious too. The Lord uh, gives us information about what to do and how to do it and all these sorts of things. Um, we read in the Bible about baptism, for example. And, uh, you know, there's examples of uh, Jesus was baptized, for example, in the River Jordan there. And, uh, the word itself means to fully immerse. It seems absolutely obvious. That that's what the Lord meant. It's a burial oops, it's a burial service, you know, all these things. And yet, millions of people don't do it that way. It seems obvious. Uh but obviously it's not. But this guy must be obvious. Why wouldn't he just realise? Australian woman talking about Australia. No. And so people don't check things out. And they just blindly accept what they think. That they've been told and so we can't just assume that we know where we're headed and blindly go off looking looking for it you didn't do that even when you came from your house to the meeting today you knew where you we were going you knew the roads you did the right thing and you ended up in the right place uh because of it so it's not it's not even just knowing uh where or what the destination is but exactly how to to get there how to read the instruction manual how to know uh about the instruction manual understanding it um, to read the map to show the right uh, the right direction um, it's one thing to have a map it's another thing to um, uh, to understand it. Who knows what a street directory is? Yes, yes we know what a street directory is. Uh, it was a book, I don't know if I make them anymore, it was a book uh, and you would buy a street directory for Adelaide for example and it would have every road in it and uh, and uh, if you looked up the road in the index it would say Giles Street McGill that's on map 73 position K4, and you know, 73 K4, Oh, that's where it is and it would and you'd go to the edge of the page, and it would tell you what the adjoining page was. And for some reason, it was not typically the next page back. It was like, 73, I go back on this road, or the adjoining page is page 39. So I go to page 39, or oh, here's the road, I go down here. And so you would do it, that's what a street directory was. Uh, one day, uh, I was in the back seat of a car with my friend, Poss, who some of you know, and uh, his uh, then uh, girlfriend, and we were driving down the road, uh, yeah, going down and you used to typically sort of look at the, the road you think oh there's a there's a you know uh, Bill Street and oh yeah, here's Bill Street and the next street's Fred Street and you look in the book Oh, yeah, the next street. So I know where I am. I know I'm going anyway We're driving for miles 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 and boss goes where are we going? And uh, he looked he looked over here at the at, at the map Uh-oh, we had the book upside down. <laughs> so we're going exactly the wrong direction for miles and miles so even just having the book isn't enough even just having the book isn't enough how many people own one of these billions possibly Uh own one and yet it doesn't do them any good they might all be reading it upside down like Ronnie was reading it uh upside down there is a uh, proverb that says where there is no vision The people perish. And, um, if you've got no vision, uh, you might think you know where you're headed, but you're on a path to destruction, uh, without really particularly uh, understanding it. Um, the great news for us is that we don't have to make up, uh, uh, the vision to try and figure out uh, how to get, how to get there. Uh, we weren't, we weren't worthy of the destination. And neither were we worthy of the journey um, to get to to the destination that the Lord has in mind, uh, but He um, He made it available through the Holy through the Holy Spirit. The street directory, the map, is written on your heart. Uh, it'll never be upside down. It'll always be the the right way around. It'll always be easy to follow if you want to follow it even having the holy spirit doesn't make you immune from not wanting to follow it you might know about it but you might decide uh, i'm not going to go that way anyway even if i do even if i do know and so uh, our leader and guide to our life uh, the lord through the holy spirit dwells uh, dwells within you there it is uh, available uh, any moment Of any day now let's go to second Kings chapter 5 you all know this story so I'm going to shorten it a little bit pick it up in verse uh, in verse 1 second Kings chapter 5 verse 1 now Naaman captain of the host of the king of Syria was a great man uh, with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria he was also a mighty man in valor but he was a leper so if he had been in israel he would have been cast aside but because he was in syria there he wasn't he ends up being this mighty mighty uh leader of their uh of their army anyway there was a little maid i'll just sort of paraphrase a bit there was a little maid there who waited on naaman's wife she was from 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 israel one of the captives there and Basically said, if only Naaman was in uh, in Israel, would go to the prophet that's uh, that's in Samaria, for uh, he would be healed of his leprosy. He, he would recover him. Um, so he goes in and and sort of tells it to, uh, tells it all to him. And uh, uh, there was a, a letter written by the king of, of Syria, given to Naaman, and said, uh, Look, uh, here's Naaman. He's got leprosy. Um, you know, I'd like you to heal him of his, of his, of, of, of his leprosy. Um, uh, the king of Israel turns out to be not, uh, not impressed and says, you know, am I God that I'm going to, 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 to heal and recover and all this, all this sort of, uh, sort of thing. Um, eventually Elisha hears that, um, uh, the king of Israel had done all this and rent his clothes and sort of gone a bit crazy there. Um, and said, look, let the guy come, and uh, then he'll know that there's a prophet in Israel. Let let him come. So uh, he gets a a personal uh, invite from uh, Elisha, really, to say, yeah, 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 let let him come. We'll we'll, we'll sort of fix him up, kind of thing. And uh, so we'll pick it up in verse 9. So Naaman came with his horses and his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, "Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall come again uh, to thee, and thou shalt uh, be clean." So it's interesting that Elisha, having sent a personal invitation, said, "Yes, yes, yes, let him come." do not even show up. He sends one of his uh, sends one of his uh, uh, messengers there to go out and and uh, and meet this guy and, and say, "Look, just do this, and and uh, and it'll be all right." Verse eleven. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought. Here is the downfall of mankind. Those two words. I thought. And, uh, um, I thought he'd come out and make a big song and dance about the whole thing, strike his hand over the place and, and, and recover the leper. Um, in verse 12, Are not Abana and Farpa rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a in a rage. Aren't my rivers, my thoughts, my ideas? Aren't my rivers good enough? he's saying. um, Aren't my rivers bigger than yours, better than yours, deeper than yours, wider than yours? Can't I get the same result in these better rivers? And yet he couldn't He goes away he he leaves it and thinks I'm not doing it Um, why would I want to go in a dirty little river like the Jordan when I've got these great big rivers that I can uh, that I can go in of course uh, his servants came to him and said you're a fool what do you think you're doing Uh, this doesn't make any sense if you had been asked to climb Mount Everest wouldn't you have climbed it why wouldn't you just go and wash in the river and if it's going to get rid of your leprosy why wouldn't you do that so he he, he comes to himself and goes down to the river jordan and uh, dips himself seven times and his flesh came again as a little uh, as a little child and he was he was healed of his leprosy god had made it very simple for this man to follow him to go in the right direction um. And he makes it easy for us to follow him Uh, there's nothing you know there's nothing difficult about um, coming to the Lord there's nothing difficult about being in the Lord there's nothing difficult about walking with the Lord none of it's difficult Um, in fact it's incredibly simple this could be the problem it's incredibly simple all we have to do is the hardest thing for people to do and that's humble themselves and put aside their own ideas probably the two hardest things for any human being to do is that get rid of my own thoughts and just and just and just run with it you're not going to tell me what to do what did they say to Jesus we will not have this man to reign over us we not we're not interested in what he's got to say or what he wants to bring us or anything like that and this is the world that we live in um, uh, today, um, in uh, in Isaiah fifty nine, it says, "Your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid His face from you, that He will not hear." Therefore, is judgment far from us? Neither does justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity; for brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind. And we grope as if we had no eyes we stumble at noonday as in the night we are in desolate places as dead men this is the position that we were in of course before we came uh, uh, to the Lord don't know where we're going don't know why we're going there no purpose no direction no certainly no relationship with 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 the Lord Um, and so you know we, we look, we look for these things, we wait for light, but it doesn't it doesn't come. We look for brightness, but all we find is darkness, and so we're groping around, uh, even though it's the middle of the day, he says, even at noonday, we're stumbling around and and reaching and grasping, and we don't know where we are, and all this sort of thing. We're in desolate places as dead men. Um, And it's very true that, uh, this is the world that we live in today. This is where we were. How many of us felt like this, groping and looking and searching, not able to, not able to find where we were going to go? Let's, uh, move. Better keep moving. I've got a few more here. Uh, Psalm chapter 40, one of my favorite little verses here. Psalm 40 and verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry he brought me up also out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay set my feet upon a rock and established my goings has put a new song in my mouth even praise unto our god many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the lord blessed is that man that makes the lord his trust and respects not the proud nor such as turn aside to lies verse five many O lord my god are your wonderful works which you have done and your thoughts which are toward us they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee if i would declare and speak of them they are more than can be numbered sacrifice and offerings you did not desire my ears have you opened burnt offering and sin offering have you not required then said i lo i come in the volume of the book it is written of me I delight to do thy will, O oh my God, yea, thy law is within uh, my heart. We've been called and we've been uh, chosen, despite where we were, maybe even because of where we were, in this miry clay, this horrible pit, this awful place that we found ourselves in. And he grabbed us by the scruff of the neck and he pulled us out and set my feet upon a rock. And established our goings we had no idea we were going where we were going up until this point and all of a sudden it becomes clear to us what we need to do how we need to do it where we're going where the path is all of these things he set us forth on this journey with a, with a definite destination we know where we're going Paul said, I know whom I have believed, and I'm fully persuaded. He knew exactly where he was where he was going. He was off on a tangent beforehand. He he knew where he was going beforehand. He was just on the wrong path. And we picked him up and put him on the rock and established uh established his goings. Uh the man that ended up in Melbourne, Florida, uh was unclear in his destination he, he might have thought he was clear but he wasn't but no harm done he ends up in melbourne florida i'm like oh well i missed the i missed the uh, university work fair um oh well you know no no problem maybe a bit embarrassing maybe lost a bit of money but inconsequential in the grand scheme of things the same will not be true if we miss the spiritual destination If we miss that destination, if we get that wrong, if we turn up something that's similar, oh, well, Melbourne, Victoria, Melbourne, Florida, well, it's both Melbourne, it's gotta be okay. Well, it's not. Um, You don't find what you're looking for there. Um, We read that the the road is straight and uh, the way is narrow that leads to life. The path is set down for us and uh, we can't change it nor should we want to um, it gets us to the destination in the best possible way a quote from mark chapter 1 it says now as he jesus walked by the sea of galilee he saw simon and andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen and jesus said to them come ye after me and i will make you to become fishers of men and straight away they forsook their nets and followed him someone put this out in a talk recently straight away they forsook their nets and followed him off we go and uh did they completely understand the destination no did they completely know exactly what was going to happen no but they forsook all and followed him when we came to the lord did we absolutely understand it? Uh, everything about it? No. Honestly, when I bought my Bible, I could not have found the book of Acts without looking up the index. I, I didn't really know where it was. Um, I think I was pretty sure. It was, I did know there were two testaments by that point. Uh, and I, I probably knew it was New Testament, but I, I would have had to fumble around. I didn't know anything. Literally knew nothing. Um, did we know what was going to happen? and, and uh, Anything about it? No. We didn't but we trusted in the Lord, and uh, we we went with what he was showing us and leading us and guiding us and um, uh, when uh, when two uh, 19 year olds come to the Lord in 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 Pennsylvania did did they know exactly how it was all gonna pan out probably not a clue Um, but knew that it was the right thing to do and then more people very soon after, I think probably a couple of months later, Julie probably came along and and they they knew what was happening. And uh, bit by bit, we we understand where it is that we're uh, we're going to. Let's go to Luke 21, verse 8. I've asked him, uh, what sign will there be uh, when these things shall come to, to pass? They're asking about the end of the world and things like that. So uh, Luke 21, verse 8, and he said, Take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. Uh, and the time draws near, go ye not therefore after them. When ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then he said to them, Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, great earthquakes shall be in divers places, and famines and pestilences. And fearful sights and great signs uh, uh, shall there be uh, uh, from heaven. Now if we go to verse 20. And when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Ju- Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are uh, in the countries enter thereinto. For these be the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled you go to verse 25 and then shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory when these things begin to come to pass look up lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh jesus uh, uh, in matthew 16 said when it is evening you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red and in the morning it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and lowering Oh ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? When you travel from A to B, in your car perhaps, you're constantly looking for signs, looking for landmarks that reassure us that we are on the right track been this way before and oh yeah that building's there and that that signs there and here's where we go and uh, all that sort of thing uh to know that we're on the right on the right path well the lord has told us of the signs of our times and we're seeing them come to pass every day right now we have a war between israel and uh the palestinians over in uh over in gaza there and uh uh it's the latest sign I guess you might say um, it might blow over it might it might not uh, might be this beginning of of the end that he's, that he's talking about here um, Whatever it is, we're called to recognize these signs and really I guess not to over analyze it but to make sure we're ready for the fulfillment of it. You know, none of us are going to have any great influence over what either of these two parties is doing right now. Uh, But we can have influence about what we're doing about it in our preparation. The return of, of of Jesus Christ. We'll see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And he says, when you see these things starting to come to pass, what do we do? Do we hide in a closet? Do we bury our head in the sand? No. We lift up our heads, because we recognize that our redemption uh, draweth nigh. I think I've told you many times, when the uh, Gulf War was on, In um, well, it actually started in, in January of 91, there'd been a bit of sabre rattling a few months before, but January of 91, um, the US sort of went into Kuwait there, and, and the invasion started. The Vogue had at the time nine hundred and seventy-two seats in the Vogue. Both stories. If you didn't get there twenty minutes before the meeting started, you're standing up. You won't find a chair. Uh, uh, in fact, I did have a meeting where I stood behind a glass sort petition thing there. And I had to stand up behind the glass petition um, on a on a on a Tuesday night, and so uh, everybody was very aware. Get lost! This is it. Well, it blew over. I mean, that's <laughs> that's nearly thirty-three years ago, uh, and, and it blew over. And this one might, but we don't. We don't act like that. We always hear the signs. This is it. Be ready. Uh, now's not the time to uh, be casual about uh, about being ready for the Lord. All right, we're going to finish in Second Timothy chapter four. 2 Timothy chapter 4 probably know where I'm going so this is uh, right at the end of Paul's life verse 6 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 6 for I'm now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand I fought a good fight I finished my course I've kept the faith henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto uh, all them also that love his appearing. He knew where he was going. I finished my course. I finished my race, it says there in the, in the Bible there. If you're in a race, if you're running in a race, uh, you'll typically find that there's a track that you're meant to Run on. Um, if you see the Olympic Games, they have the lines painted on the track, don't they? And uh, for some for some races, you have to stay in your little lane. If you go outside the lane, you're disqualified. You you got to stay in your lane. Uh, make sure you're on the track. You can't just sort of go wandering off outside the outside the stadium. You, you got to be you got to be in exactly the right place. As do we. He knew how. He knew where he was going. He knew how to get there. He was, uh, he was, he was diligent. Um, in Peter, it says, make your calling and election sure. Great, great verse. Make your calling and your election sure. Make sure that you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. If you're focused on the prize, the Lord coming back and meeting him in the air, if you're focused on the prize, you're much less likely to wander off the track. If you think about a whole bunch of other stuff, you'll be distracted. But if, you, if you've if you got your eye on the prize, you're much less likely to just wander off in some other direction. Andrew was talking about the uh, time thing today. Uh, Pastor Jock Duncan, I might have mentioned this before, I'm sure I have. Pastor Jock Duncan's mother, Phyllis Duncan, turned up at the Vogue one day. And there was nobody there. And she thought... Oh my goodness, the Lord's come back and I've missed out. This is what, this is what, this is what Phil Duncan thought. She's like, oh my goodness, I've, I've missed out. I mean, there's not very many Sundays at all when you turn up at the Vogue at the time of the meeting and there'd be nobody there, <laughs> you know, almost crawling like ants. And yet there's nobody there. Well, as it turns out, she'd forgotten to turn her clock back and so she was actually at the meeting an hour early. That's why there was, no, that's why there was uh, nobody, uh, nobody there. She was a little embarrassed by that, uh, no doubt. We don't want to be embarrassed that when we're at our final destination, the saints aren't there and even more importantly, the Lord's not there. Um, that's, that'll, be a, that'll be a bad day from that day for, for eternity. So find out where to go. Find out the path you should be on. Keep keep going down that path. And above all, let the Lord lead you and guide you. And uh, the fellowship and the word of God and talks and the gifts and testimonies and fellowship. And all of these things to lead us and guide us to the right place. Because if you do, you won't end up in Melbourne, Florida. You'll end up in Melbourne, Victoria. Which is where you wanted you wanted to be. All the people said, "Amen."